lights start a blank and those handcuffs click. You know who to call and you better call quick. Saul, Saul, you better call Saul. You fight for your rights when your back's to the wall. Stick it to the man, just a straw. You better call Saul. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Breaking Goodman, a Better Call Saul podcast. I'm the host, Mike Marbach, and we got a full house today. I'm going to say your name and please say hello, Michael Henley. Hello. Brian Craig. I do. It's me, Brian Craig. <laughs> Samantha Russell. Hi. And back, special guest, Sean Keegan Landis. I'm waving. Can you see? <laughs> I can see it. All right. Uh, so we usually start with bits of business. It's always the same thing. If you enjoy the podcast, please go to iTunes and rate and review the podcast, preferably favorably. Uh, we also talk about our Patreon. Go to patreon.com slash watercooler, W-O-O-D-E-R-C-O-O-L-E-R, and you can help support the various podcasts that we do. I guess this is we can say this. Uh, we're going to do a live episode. It's either going to be the 21st or the 22nd following the finale, where uh, you'll be able to watch us and offer questions. Uh, we'll have a question and answer kind of thing. You can offer up your own commentary. Still figuring some things out. And uh, it'll, be, it'll be a fun time. It's the first time that we're doing anything like that with this podcast, other than uh, reading some emails that people people send. So look for information about that in the episode notes of this podcast. We're trying to make some things uh, more enjoyable during a time where everybody has to be home and all your support is very much appreciated. Like I said, we've got a full house. We've got a lot of show to discuss. So first impressions, first, first impression goes to our special guest, Sean Keegan Landis. What did you think of the episode? Oh, thank you. Well, anytime Bob Odenkirk yells, I'm very excited. <laughs> um, yeah, and we just got to see like full Saul Goodman today, mm-hmm. uh, or whatever the day was you watched your episode. Uh, <laughs> that got me really uh, particularly excited. Sure. Yeah. Brian? Uh, I really loved this episode. I thought it was, uh, boy, did have a lot of stuff going on. Uh, had you on the edge of your sheet, on your, uh, edge of your seat, and uh, I watched from bed, so it, I was on the edge. Yeah, on the edge, edge, edge of your sheet. Edge, <laughs> edge of your sheet. Uh, yeah, uh, good episode. Hooray, yeah. Samantha. Uh, I I enjoyed the episode, but I will say for uh, my color commentary, I am very concerned because Kim has now officially just gone dark, yeah. which is the thing that they do mm. in, in Breaking Bad a lot, where all the co- characters had like power colors, and then. Eventually, they all kind of went dark when bad things happened and they went to the point of no return. And Kim usually wears blue and she's been getting even kind of darker blues. But the past two episodes, she's been in all black. Yeah. And it's not good. Sure. Michael. Yeah, I, uh, I, I'm going to second everything that everybody said. I really enjoyed this one. Uh, just full of, just full of little grace notes that I really enjoyed. Performance is great. Uh, strong writing. Uh, characters doing things that we've wanted to see them do for a while. And uh, yeah, no, I really enjoyed this a lot. Yeah, uh, and you all can't see us right now, but if you join the live episode, you will be able to, and you'll be able to see this fantastic headset that Michael has. Uh, oh. he, he looks like he's about to uh, like play Halo. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> wonderful. This is my work uh, headset. I've been on it all day. So I thought, you know what? I'm going to take it and put it in my other computer and then I can be on it all night. Yeah. He's uh, going to pwn us in this uh, podcast. <laughs> because uh, I feel to buy life insurance from him. <laughs> yeah. Right. yeah. Uh, he hung up on me. I can't believe it. <laughs> I enjoyed the episode. I liked it. Uh, as far as 
the storytelling of things goes, we actually have a lot of movement within this within this episode while still setting some things up for the final three episodes, right? Eight, nine, ten. Yeah, yeah. numbers work. It definitely came to a to a head at the uh, at the end there, which we'll definitely <laughs> talk about. We're going to start with the the wedding, uh, the wedding of Kim Wexler and James McGill. Did he get married under Saul Goodman or James McGill? I guess it would be James, James McGill. James Morgan James. McGill. Yeah. J-M-M. Kim. Uh, huh. No middle name. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What, uh, is, what does that mean? That has to mean something. Like, what, <laughs> why would they just put that in there? Uh, our middle names, they're usually just either a, like a family member, right? Isn't that kind of how, how it works a lot for a lot of families? Yeah, uh, yeah. Sometimes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so... Yeah, I wonder if her mom... Maiden name of the mother sometimes, mm-hmm. too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, but her mom did not seem particularly loving. Maybe didn't uh, think enough uh, Yeah, come up with a second name. Yeah. Ah, uh, Kim, whatever. Yeah. And <laughs> that's uh, the judge was... Uh, he's a regular on Shameless, if anybody watches that. Oh, uh, okay. On Showtime, he's one of the regulars at the bar. No? Mm. no. I don't watch, oh. sorry. And He's and now and now for this show he has passed the bar. Mm. Oh. Pwned. We've been pwned. <laughs> Ownage. All right. He didn't like that. You're a noob. <laughs> <laughs> this is all theater of the mind. Right now the listeners are going. That must be a really impressive headset that they yeah. make this show. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so one of the parts of this storyline, the wedding stuff, is them going through and kind of coming up with their rules, the ground rules for how this is going to work. Uh, if I have the urge not to tell you, if you have the urge to not tell me something, you have to tell me. Mm-hmm. And Jimmy's like, well, what if I, what if I have the urge to not tell you something and I know you're not going to like what you hear? Well, you, you, you got to, you got to tell me. Yeah. You got to, you got to tell me. He said, well, what if you don't like it? She says, well, I like, will cross that bridge when we get to it. It's just yeah. really awful. Yeah. <laughs> Cause he knows he's going to do something terrible. And, and she, she knows, knows yeah. that he's to do something terrible. <laughs> yeah. It seems perfectly unsustainable. There is going uh, to be a lot of bridges that they're going to have to cross. Jesus Christ. 21 bridges. Uh, like Chadwick Boseman movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, I also which, loved how much more, like, like Huel was so much more excited about this wedding than they were. Like, <laughs> oh, where are the rings? Oh, you don't have any? Don't worry, I'll go steal you some. Yeah. And like... <laughs> Oh, oh, and there's a kid. Well, then you definitely need to make this big. Like, mm-hmm. like he just, like, he was so excited for them and made it, like, it was so important to him. And it seemed so just... He just didn't understand. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, going to the bank and yeah, a check. It was very transactional, yes. uh, this this wedding. Absolutely. All very businessy. Uh, yeah. Huel probably has his wedding planned out. Kim, Jimmy, not at all uh i mean we just saw in the last episode where they made this plan to to do this uh and it, and it is and it is very it's literally the next day yeah, yeah. the yeah. next morning so did anyone here know that uh jimmy had been married twice before they mentioned that in a breaking bad episode didn't they or at least he has the throwaway line where he about talks second about his second ex, his second wife yeah so yeah. But I think there was speculation up until that moment in this episode, thinking, is Kim the second wife? It was something about, I forget which episode of Breaking Bad it was, but he mentioned something about catching his second wife in bed with somebody. And with his stepfather. With his stepfather, yeah. So, you know. Uh, so that seems like it happened back in Cicero, right? Yeah, it must have. 
but I don't think it was made clear up until this moment. So people were going like, was the second wife Kim? That wouldn't track at all. Kind of thing. So, yeah. so this, this paper's over that, uh, that supposed plot hole, I guess, or continuity snarl or whatever. Yeah. Uh, so he's been married twice, thrice now, I guess. Thrice. Uh, and Kim is presumably the last uh, that, we'll, that we'll see. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. All right. Uh, so they uh, get, they get married. They get hitched. Uh, the guy from Shameless gives her uh, <laughs> uh, performs the ceremony. Uh, I love how matter of fact he is too. I love how I, I love when he's like, "No rings, huh?" Okay, dokey. Yeah, yeah. Okey-dokey. And they, let's do this. Yeah. Can you no. look at each other at least? Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, at least pretend that you want to do this. Motions <laughs> to them to kind of yeah, turn around. Turn yeah. and look at each other right, while you get married. Usually there's some sort of feelings between two people. I don't know if I need to explain this to you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, I, I like the uh, lightly amused professionalism where it's basically just like, this isn't even the weirdest one I've had to do this morning. <laughs> you know? Like, this is whatever. Let's just do it. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, it is... Start- it started right off the jump when he walked in and he goes, it has not been a good day. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. uh, and Kim is enjoying him. Yeah. Uh, oh, what's, yeah. What she's just yeah. amused by how just like no middle name, huh? Okay. No rings, huh? Mm-hmm. All right. Um, and she just starts loosening up because up until that point, and it's a couple of those crack, uh, cracking of smiles, cracking, crackings of smile. Um, neither of those are correct. It feels, uh, she, everything, like I said, a couple times already, it's just very transactional. That was the first time where there was any emotion that was injected into this. Uh, and it was just kind of a release, uh, which was nice Yeah, for the moment for, for everything that's going on anyway. Well, it's like they say, basically, you know, when you're trying to get married, you're obsessed with the planning and it's only like when you're actually there that you can really start to enjoy the day. So yeah, that's what they did, except all the planning was just the filling out of paperwork, you know? Yeah, that uh, was the planning. (laughs) (laughs) All planning. I was also half expecting cool to take something like a wedding gift out of that bag. Yeah. I thought it was going to be a sandwich in a bag. (laughs) (laughs) Which it probably was. I was just expecting him to be like, here, by the way, congratulations. And it's just like some sort of like knickknack of like, I don't know, two two mice getting married. Like (laughs) Like somebody's personalized pen that he stole off the desk somewhere. Precious moments. Like (laughs) some real generic wedding gift. Uh, Yeah, just a... Uh, a stack of cash. For <laughs> <laughs> that, that was, yeah. something he just stole off of some guy. Yeah, a bag with a dollar sign on it. <laughs> uh, I guess in reality, it was that disposable camera, right? Yeah, 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 I guess so. yeah. That was yeah, adorable. Yeah. I like to see, like the uh, the Breaking Bad social media has like shown pictures of that scene so far today, but they haven't shown the actual disposable Pictures, camera. Yeah. Oh, I would, I would, love to I see would that. like to see that. Yeah. yeah I'm sure that's Framing, still that's composition. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Are there places that still, I mean, and obviously this is a period piece, so it doesn't matter, but I mean, for right now, are there places that still develop, uh, you know, you can actually still drop it off at a lot of like the Walgreens and stuff. Oh, really? They, they ship it out. They don't have the machines there, but there is a place in Feasterville that does develop, de- develops film on site. Interesting. They're like, a ca- yeah. they sell cameras. They, they, yeah, they have the whole nine yards. Damn. Mm-hmm. I remember going to the supermarket with my mom and there would be a separate, it was like out of the, they had moved the photo developing stuff out of the stores. It was like in the parking lot in its own little yeah. hut. In the, in the hut, photo, yeah. In the little photo hut. Um, 
that's how that's how we used to do things, kids. That's how we used to get photos. And you would just hope that it would come out good. And like, in yeah. the end, you're like this yeah. is the best picture ever. And then you get it back and you're like, oh, man, this oh, is terrible. Yeah. It's, my, there was, it's all my finger. Yeah. <laughs> there was no, there was no, you know, back then there was no grouping people together and just be like, oh, I know instantly that one didn't work out. So everyone yeah. stick together. Keep the smiles. Sometimes you'd wait weeks to find yeah. out it was mm-hmm. a good photo. And, and then you're it like, wasn't, it's gone. And then you're like, I have to get all those people back together again. Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> We're never yeah. going to do that all again at the same time. We're never going to have the same face. Yeah. And I'm one of those people that when I'm taking a photo, especially if it's my camera or my phone, uh, I'm like, taking a whole bunch of them. And I'm only still counting. I'm like, all right, I'm on the count of three. Three, two, one. When I say three, I'm already. You're already going. Yeah. I've got a cat, so I know how that works. Where You're just like, you got one shot, so you just got to keep going. I like to take so many pictures that you could print them all out and create like the flip book of people (laughs) moving around very slowly. Ryan's the opposite. We're sitting there doing a thing and I'm like, did you not get that? No, it's not right yet. It's not right yet. Especially if I'm holding a cat, like you know, you just got to keep going. You got to just rapidly hit it. I'll do one and I'll look at it and be like, nope, this is bad. And uh, I'll delete that picture. Oh, he does that too. I'm like, wait until we're done. Let me look. Get that picture out of here. It's got to be perfect. (laughs) <laughs> one perfect shot welcome back to in development <laughs> podcast all right uh so then they they break for uh they break the, the wedding's done uh and uh, i they, feel like a lot time of time details were jumping over though uh, uh go the, ahead. The, so the signs on the, the printed out yellow paper signs on the wall in like the slide that you put into a uh, was it no right? Uh, no rice, glitter, bubbles. No rice, no, no glitter, no bubbles, no litter. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, That's got to be real, right? Like they gotta. Uh, have, yeah, but I went, like how it goes from like these whimsical things, and also <laughs> just don't throw your trash on the floor. Like, <laughs> like, don't get excited and throw glitter or blow bubbles, but also like throw your trash in the garbage. There's a garbage right there. Take your sandwich wrapper out of the courtroom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, I used to work at the uh, municipal building in New York City, and that's where they used to perform uh, weddings, just the, the, the Kim and uh, Jimmy type. And mm-hmm. nice, uh, really nice just part of my day where I would see people be um, super dressed up and, and uh, ready for a wedding. Uh, where they're literally just filling out paperwork at that place. So mm. uh, I'm sure there was rice, glitter, and bubbles in many of the people's pockets. <laughs> <laughs> you want to celebrate? That, that was a good detail I really enjoyed, too, because when they panned over the uh, just the different people that were getting married, actually, some people were – there were there was a wide variety of people dressed in, you know, in various stages of, you know – And like most of them were much more excited than <laughs> Yes. Yeah. And a lot of kids yes. running around. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Kissing and posing for pictures, all excited. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they're just, okay, here's what we're going to do. Yeah. You tell me all of the awful things, and then I can't tell anybody about it. And all of those opening <laughs> shots are beautiful, by the oh, way. Yeah. The direction of this episode. <laughs> yeah, this episode was really good. Very yeah. Well. Mm-hmm. That wonderful shot from below the bench through like the yes. uh, mm-hmm. interlacing mm-hmm. bench mm-hmm. Uh, slats. Oh, it's great. I loved it. Yeah, it's good stuff. Jimmy uh, kept fiddling with that ri- with Marco's ring. Yeah, yeah that ring. The only ring yeah. we ever saw. Yeah. yeah. Kimmy's feet. Mm-hmm. It's great. I loved it. It's good stuff. <laughs> it's a good episode. All right, I'll see you guys next week. <laughs> hey, Brian. <laughs> Bye-bye. Uh, so then they uh, he asked if, they, if we can go to lunch. Nah, no time. I got to take care of some things. Uh, mm. They kiss goodbye, and that's that's their their wedding. 
I'll be home early though. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Uh, Any other uh, straight thoughts on the wedding? Nah. Then we shall move on to Mesa Verde. Uh, so oh, wait, it was $25. I don't think we made Oh, yeah, the wedding was $25. That's, that's a heck of a deal. I mean, That is you know. one hell of a deal. Yeah. yeah. My what God. Is, what mean, would you pay? Like, what is, was, what's the average? I, more, significantly more. Than I was just thinking of how much per plate a wedding is, yeah. which yeah. was much more than that. Sure. It's like my veil was more than $25. <laughs> yeah. We just uh, didn't. Pay. didn't even pay. Should have went to the porch. Hmm? I said they probably didn't even pay for Huel's sandwich. Yeah. And yeah. That, I, yeah, I bet yeah. that was like 10 bucks. Mm-hmm. And the disposable camera. And then to get it, Huel paid probably more than they did yep. for that day. And he Bless even got you. out his nice blazer with the, the little bedazzles on it. His party blazer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Got their parking validated probably. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's probably cheaper than Kim's billable hours for taking the morning off. Really? Come- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's cheaper. Yeah. Uh, all right. For real this time, mm-hmm. we're going to Mesa Verde. Uh, so Rich and Kim uh, are, are kind of groveling. We fucked yes. up. We, we, we did a bad thing. Uh, and we are really, really sorry. Uh, and uh, Kim says, like, you, you choosing me to be your lawyer was the best day of my life. And yesterday was the absolute worst day of my life. Um, Paige is on their side saying that, uh, you know, everything has really been smooth sailing up until this thing. Uh, so otherwise it's been pretty spotless, uh, flawless, flawless legal, legaling. Uh, and then Kevin talks and he definitely has that. I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed tone. Yeah, I wrote down the same thing. I'm not mad. Just disappointed. I, I thought you could do better. Yeah. Uh, and they say, all right, well, we, we, we've pled our case and we'll, we'll get out of your hair. Uh, we're done. Uh, and as she's about to leave, uh, Hey Kim, yeah, you could do a lot better than this guy. Uh, like that old, that old Seinfeld, uh, yeah. George says, <laughs> breaks them up. Uh, you could do a lot better than this guy. Uh, so, yeah. Not cool, Kevin. Not cool. I mean, he might but, be a little right. Oh, no, he's, he's absolutely right. <laughs> I mean, yeah, but you shouldn't that. say it. Yeah. <laughs> you don't say it. Uh, uh, oh, oh, oh. Especially yeah. right after a wedding like that. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> this is their reception, practically. Right? Come on. Uh, so Rich and Kim are walking down the hall, kind of discussing how, how it went. Uh, well, well, you know, we'll, we pled our case. Let's see what happens. Uh, and then Kim says, no, we can't. Uh, 50, 50 shot. Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, we can't leave it like this. So she, uh, heads right back, right back in a very Jimmy move. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Very, very Jimmy Just move. Cause we've him seen him business. Yeah. We've seen him yeah. do this thing exactly like this yes. a couple times throughout this show already. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, with, 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 with one twist here, actually, I thought this was really interesting. It's such a like minor little thing, but I really appreciate the power move that happens here where um, it's Kim's idea to go back in. They go straight back in, but Rich is the one who knocks on the door. Yeah. yeah. I, I thought that was really interesting because like we've kind of gone back and forth, forth on Rich Schweikert uh, and what, how we feel about him. But like I, I really appreciated that move as Kim's boss in the sense of just like, 
probably not being braced for what she's about to say, but yeah. still knocking on the door as if to say, whatever she's about yeah. to say, we're yeah. saying it together. Yeah, we're right? saying it together. Yeah. He's, he's actually too, yeah. been very, I, I think it was only like season one, we kind of hated him because he was, he was Depends representing Sam Pepper. Yes. yes. But he has been nothing but supportive of yeah. her, even though he knows something shady is going on. He's yeah. still supporting her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, I feel like he's, he, he respects her a lot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's a good guy. He's a good guy. So she, mm-hmm. she storms in there uh, and gives him, gives him the business. Uh, we advise you to move. You declined. Uh, we suggested that you keep the other land as an investment opportunity. You declined. We advise that you leave the meeting when we felt that they were acting in bad faith and you declined again. If you continue to ignore us, this is not the right relationship. Uh, and then goes on to say, uh, whoever represents you in the future, I hope you listen better. Uh, and then he's like, uh, you done? You finished? Um, yeah. Okay. Well, then I'll see you on Thursday. Side sitting. See you Thursday. <laughs> yeah, the, old, the old side <laughs> sitting. Yeah. Is that how he sits? He sits on his side like that? He's a side uh, sit. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we'll see you on Thursday. And then... Um, I think uh, Rich was a little little caught off guard. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. 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 Oh, God, that worked. All right. Like, he, all right. Cool. <laughs> he, he just walked out of the room and threw up. Yeah. He mm-hmm. did everything, but as he was leaving, do like a double thumbs up. Like, all right, cool. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Mm-hmm. Bye. And then walk and turn into the door. Um, <laughs> oh, geez. I, I also, I, I thought like this scene was a very, like, I feel like we see this a lot where characters are saying things that they're thinking towards other people towards like, cause he, she's saying this to Kevin, but I feel like it was a lot of things she's thinking to Jimmy that he has continued to ignore her mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. he is in the right. And he keeps doing all of these things. And that's, that's not good for a relationship. Like, yeah. And I also thought it was interesting that she said the day before was the worst pro- day of her professional life. So her choice was to go and marry Jimmy that morning. Yeah. Yeah. She, she left that part out. Yeah. Which if that's the worst day of your professional life and that's with you with the decision you go like that's oh, God, it's so frustrating. What, what What's going to happen when that, comes out because i mean it's going to be hard to keep that as a secret for very long especially if there's questions about things which is the reason that they're doing it so and then like somebody like a page like if she's like oh you guys got married because maybe some people might get married and not really tell everybody and that's Mm -hmm. fine but to go wait a minute this was the day after that whole shit went down i remember that day very well (laughs) like that's strange were yeah. you planning this? What was, you know, like, yeah, that's so weird. Mm-hmm. Well, she does keep her name, her full name. Yeah. Yeah. Which will not attract uh, a lot of attention. So there's, there's that. Unless one of their mothers finds out. Then they'll <laughs> attract a lot of attention. <laughs> yeah. And then the male that's coming to the house, it's going to oh, say, yeah. it is James McGill. And you're like, oh, your wife got a letter. <laughs> <laughs> My wife. Uh, <laughs> all right. I uh, still wanted to uh, linger in that set. Like the minute they leave, basically we cut away from the scene with uh, with Kevin and Paige left in the office. I so wanted to stay there for just an extra second, just so Paige could be just lean in. She'd be like, "She's right, you know." <laughs> I just wanted a second line for Paige. Yeah. <laughs> I just wanted to hear Kevin say, uh, 
Well, she's got moxie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Real spitfire, huh? Yeah. <laughs> I like your spunk. Yeah. See you on Thursday. A lot of gumption. In that she's, a, she's a spirited filly. <laughs> and then Paige would be like, that's really inappropriate. <laughs> All right. Uh, any other thoughts on this Mesa Verde deal and how they factor into staying or not staying as clients of uh, Schweikert and what's her, whatever it is. Coakley. Coakley. Yeah. Yeah. Coakley and Schweikert and Coakley. We've never, we've never met Coakley. Have we? I don't think so. Right. I don't remember. I don't don't think so. And we never met the second Hamlin. (laughs) (laughs) No, I think the second Hamlin was dead. Yeah. Yeah. Coakley oh, might be that's dead. what you're saying. Oh, Coakley might be dead. Oh, wow. Okay. All right. <laughs> they never find oh. out. Hey. Mm. Ooh. Alrighty then. Oh, wow. What? What if that's a what if that's a season finale cliffhanger though? Like someone just shows up unexpectedly. <laughs> I'm Coakley. Coakley. <laughs> oh, he's here. Coakley, like in the rain. <laughs> backlit, backlit in the rain with like a trench coat. He's been in the uh, Himalayas. <laughs> it's like a work retreat. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's move on to uh some Jimmy stuff, strictly yeah, Jimmy yeah. things, uh as it deals with this uh this case. Uh so Nacho calls Jimmy uh and says that his client is waiting for him. Client, who's my client? Oh, it's Jorge de Guzman, uh, which is Lalo. Uh and he is uh, he's been denied bond. We got to get him out of there. Um, Jimmy and Lalo, uh, he asks him what JMM is. Uh, Jimmy goes with his line that he told Kim about before, which is, oh, it's my motto. Justice matters. I can't even say without laughing. It's so yeah, dumb. Yeah, because it's so dumb. Yeah, justice matters most. Uh, so he pitches Lalo on uh, a deal. No, no, no deal. Uh, okay, well, you know, if this goes to trial, there's going to, no, 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 no trial. Uh, I need you to get me out on bail. Uh, and Jimmy is just like, that's, no, <laughs> it's like not, it's not going to happen. Uh, so he pitches them on this idea of being a quote unquote friend of the cartel uh, and the benefits that come along with that. Well, benefit that comes along with that is a lot of money. It's money. A lot of money. Well, there's money and there's protection, but the protection is secondary because it's the money. Uh, yep. The money is what's, uh, why they would protect Jimmy uh, because he keeps making it for them or keeps it safe. Uh, and time to get a new motto, just make money, J-M-M. Yeah. Anytime anybody says to me, friend of the cartel, it has a, a lot of negative connotations mm-hmm, <laughs> where it's mm-hmm. like, that's not the first thing money yeah. is like, mm-hmm. Oh no. Yeah. But, but, but all of the murder, like I'm not, <laughs> I feel that's like that's what, more... that's what the money's for. <laughs> <laughs> Just make murder. Just make. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's not like friend of the podcast. No. Yeah. No, it's not. No, I, I don't, I don't think the cartel values friendship the way that you would want them to. No, no. Yeah. Although I did forget to tell you, Sean, as a friend of the podcast, we will protect you. Oh, thank you. <laughs> there's no money. Be <laughs> there's absolutely no money, but we will protect you. Yes. Okay, yeah. <laughs> uh, but if anybody wants to uh, send us some uh, for uh, uh, tips if you will check those episode notes. All right. Uh, so 
Jimmy doesn't tell, or initially doesn't tell Kim about Lalo. Uh, they are getting down the business. Uh, and then he chooses. Well, that, they're married now, so they get to do this. Yeah. Yeah, they're allowed to, uh, under the eyes of the Lord. Oh, yeah. It's yeah. legally allowed that they're allowed to sleep <laughs> yeah. together. Yeah. It is sort of adorable when she goes, What'd you, how was your day? And he's like, oh, I got married. Like, it was a little cute. Yeah, that was an adorable uh, yeah. little scene there. Until, you know, the middle of the business. Wait, and he's like, let's oh, not get the, by the way. They're taking their clothes. Let's not, guys, mm-hmm. come on, let's not go. Take your time. Uh, yeah. Take Let's Some foreplay? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. He's waiting to see Bob Odenkirk's butt again. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. he's like, uh, uh, oh, man, mm-hmm. why has he got to talk during this? Mm-hmm. I shot so dark. Mm. <laughs> Wanted to see the full Odenkirk. <laughs> the full Odenkirk. Uh, I forgot um, that we had mm. seen uh, his butt. Yeah. Forgot. Yeah. Sean, you were going to say something? Just Butt Odenkirk. <laughs> Butt Odenkirk. <laughs> Butt Odenkirk. And there's a sketch called Sh- Streaking Jimmy or something. Uh, in, Streaking Jimmy. In, oh. Yeah, in uh, Mr. Show, where mm. he's naked. We see his butt. I told you. I told Streaking. you I've seen his butt before. I know, but <laughs> it's, I, it's just funny because his name is Jimmy in the sketch as well. Or, yeah, in the Streaking for the Jimmy. <laughs> I, never forget a, I never forget a butt. <laughs> <laughs> Pull it out of a lineup. Yeah. All right. Uh, I'm, I'm I'm glad though that we never saw his butt in Breaking Bad. If only so that we wouldn't we weren't staring at this the whole time, going like, "I don't buy this illusion. That butt looks older." Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely an older butt. It's definitely yeah. an older butt. Brian really like- would uh, Brian would definitely have problems with the way the hair appeared. They get a butt wig. They definitely dyed that butt hair. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Unbelievable. He got butt fillers. I can tell. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> butt eyebrows are all colored in. <laughs> Looks ridiculous. When that butt smiles, you can't see anything. Look <laughs> <laughs> <those> at creases. Yeah. <laughs> um. I really like the way that Rhea Seahorn plays the uh, the moment before, like when 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 Jimmy says when she asks him, you know, how'd your day go? And he, and he hesitates and just says, "I got married." There's this great moment where like she doesn't quite believe him, but it's almost like she didn't hear what he said. She just heard the deflection. She allows herself a smile only after a second. It's so perfect. Yeah. She's a wonderful smile actor. I feel she like is. She yeah. plays yes. legitimate like reservations, and then when she smiles, it's so genuine. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so we have them getting down the business, uh, and then he chooses to tell her about Lalo. Uh, and it, it should be said in the middle of them getting down to business, as in yeah, they have not they have not fully gotten down to business yet. Yeah. Yeah, they are in the act of getting down to the, are, to the business. Yeah, ex- exactly, exactly. Uh, we really are keeping our uh, kid-friendly uh, <laughs> level of this podcast. Mm-hmm, He's mm-hmm. fudging. Guys, yeah. we're getting to the fudging. <laughs> <laughs> They're about to fudge. Yeah, if they had done it, I'd be much more dirty, I think. Uh, okay. Uh, much, yeah. <laughs> but if they're going to keep it PG, we're going to keep it PG. Yeah. Um, that's mm-hmm. not true. We'll probably say some shit later. Oh, uh, right. we just well, we just did. Oh no! <laughs> oh no! Uh, so he's talking to her. Oh, and it means uh, if I if I did that, it means money, all this good stuff. Uh, but because he tells her about the being a friend of the cartel thing, uh, and she says, 
but do you want that? Do you want to be a friend of the cartel? Um, and he says that it, it, it's kind of moot, right? Uh, because it's not going to happen. He's the definition of a flight risk. There's no judge on the earth that's going to grant him bail. Again, I feel like he's only watching the beginning parts of movies that feature drug cartels. Yeah. Not the end part where Mm -hmm, everyone mm -hmm. dies. Yeah. And I feel like she knew that too, where she's like, you want to be a a friend of the cartel? Like, did you hear these words? Yeah. Um, "Eh? Eh?" Also his, uh, his own line there's no judge on earth that's going to grant him bail. It's like almost just a smash cut right to Ooh. bail. Yep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a stamp of <laughs> freeze. Huh? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Famous last words there. Uh, also another great Kim moment because she has this uh, once it's all out there and she is processing it. She has this great moment of just like, I knew it was going to be bad, but like day one, this bad, like, Already? wow. Yeah. It hasn't wow. even been 12 hours. We haven't consummated the marriage. <laughs> what are we doing? Why did I do this? Yeah. Uh, which is also just funny in itself uh, that Jimmy waited until then before they did technically kind of do anything. Uh, I don't, I don't, I can't go into this marriage Uh, where it's fully done with this on my chest. Um, So I need to get this off before um, we get off. Uh, And uh, he uh, just kind of, yeah, does it. She, she accepts, accepts the things. And yeah, like Michael said, it was day one drug cart, Mexican drug cart. Friend of the cartel. (laughs) Look what you married into. Just imagine what day 100 will be. Uh. Yeah. Mm. All right. So, Lalo is in prison. Mm-hmm. He's on his on his bunk, bottom bunk. If let me ask you this: Are you top bunk people or bottom bunk people? Bottom. I would be a bottom. All a my bottom years, bunk. I was a bottom bunk. Yeah. Brian, uh, bottom. Sam, bottom. Sean, top. Ooh, right. above everybody. Okay, <laughs> all right. Sniper. Mm, bottom because I grew up. Uh, I I grew up uh, sleeping in bunk beds actually, and I was always top and never again. Yeah. Uh, I, I literally fell out of my top bunk bed when I was very yeah, young. Yeah, I don't like mm. heights, and I yeah, I feel like, I'd, yeah, I would roll out. So yeah. I, I would much rather be on the bottom. I grew up in bunk beds all my life as the oldest, and I always had the bottom bunk. Yeah. For that very <laughs> I think the bottom, uh, I'm also a bottom bunk person. To, or, uh, yeah, Sean, as the uh, only top uh, bunker, what, <laughs> Why? Well, I can't speak for all my people. I'm just... <laughs> uh, what do you mean, your but, people? Um, but I, I have heard this um, uh, this idea that some people, when they, uh, they go to bed, they just sort of envision themselves either like in a nest high above a tree where you're like looking down at all possible dangers or like literally I was just saying um, like a sniper on top of like a bell tower or you feel safe and protected all around you. Uh, Yeah, I do feel like there's safety and security and just being above it all. Okay. Okay. Uh, Yeah, as a bottom bunker. No, I can't can't argue with it either, though. No, I like that reasoning. No, it's definitely good. Uh, No, I get it. I think you're wrong. (laughs) (laughs) Also, you're going to fall out of bed and you have to pee in the middle of the night. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, that's the other thing, too. I mean, if they're... If you're sleeping in a bunk bed, basically, typically that means that you're not alone. There's probably, if you're in the top bunk, that probably means there's someone in the bottom bunk. And I feel very, very nervous about 
having to like get up and go down the steps and potentially wake someone who, you know, I, I don't like to do that in the middle of the night. Basically, if I'm sleeping in a room with other people, I'd like to just be like, I'm just going to do me and be as quiet as possible because you don't deserve that. Yeah, not many people have bunk beds to themselves, uh, yeah. except for maybe Tom Hanks in Big, I think. Uh, and guys that moved back home after college. <laughs> oh, my nephew has a bunk bed by himself, but I guess it's always... Like sleepovers. For the, yeah, for, the sleep, for his mm-hmm. neighbor to sleep over. Mm-hmm. That's more of a guest room situation, I yeah. think. Yeah. Yeah. Guest All bunk. Right. But he's, uh, he's on the bottom. Yeah. So yeah. Lalo is on the bottom bunk, which I assume he chose. I don't imagine that the guy that's in there with him is going to be like, yeah. I'm on top. All yeah. right. No, Lalo's going, I, that's my bed. And yeah. he's all like cool about it. And the other mm-hmm. guy's like, oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I'm, there. <laughs> yeah. Are, are, are we suggesting that Lalo likes to indeed lay low? Oh. Oh. Ownage. <laughs> Y'all been pwned, noobs. <laughs> gonna gonna leave now because nothing's gonna top that one. Yeah. Which is kind of depressing, really, but you know. <laughs> that was pretty good. All right. So he uh, is on the bottom bunk, and we hear uh, footsteps, and a phone gets slid under the door, right? Mm-hmm. Like, there's a that's a pretty high gap for a flip phone to be yeah. slid under a door a couple yeah. inches uh, and Lalo seems ready for it he just like oh I love that yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah very very smooth very smooth moves there uh, and I love that he has the phone and then the top bunk guy comes like gives a, a yeah. look like hey what's going on down there and he just kind of waves him up <laughs> waves him away <laughs> excuse me my jazz yeah. <laughs> yeah go and stay in your own room doofus all right. Uh, yeah, so he's just calling to check on the business. Which is so weird, because I'm just like, take the day off your event. Yeah. Like, what yeah. are you doing? Enjoy yourself. Calling, check in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Business this is vacation for you. Yeah. yeah. Relax. He's yeah. not a businessman. He's a businessman. Uh, <laughs> I, I would have taken, on. I would have at least taken the night off, you know, and just like, mm-hmm. you know what, fuck them. I'm in here. Yeah. That's a, that's a Jay-Z. That is a Jay-Z. <laughs> uh, he's, he's, he's lucky it's only like 2006, 2007, right? Because like if it was a smartphone, then he'd be getting his like work emails on that phone. Oh, like God. that's just a nightmare. And then you don't know when you're in prison and when you're at work. And, mm-hmm. you know, and then it's all a prison. <laughs> and you get resentful of all the people who are also like sending emails late. But just yeah. like, it's 7.30. Like, what I'm not working this prove? late. But now what I got to reply. You? I got to yeah. reply to this email or I look like I'm a schlub. Now I'm the weird one for waiting until 8 o'clock tomorrow, but I don't want to – oh, man. Do I have to separate you two? Let's <laughs> everybody calm down here a second. <laughs> you got, y'all can't see, but Sam just broke some dishes. <laughs> I'm sorry. This, uh, working at home is, is turning into a prison. Yeah. Uh, so this was his phone, I guess, that was given back to him? Uh, I mean, it's a jail phone. It's a it's a burner. It's a phone. Yeah, I thought it was he, a he, burner. He remembered numbers. This is back when you remember numbers. Mm-hmm. Okay. He typed it in. Yeah, I don't. I know my home phone number, and I know my phone number. And when I say home, I mean like where my family is. Yeah. Uh, so I know basically like two, maybe three phone numbers at this yeah. point. I think I have three phone numbers in my head. Yeah. 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 Not counting. I know my. 
Yeah, I know my third grade best friend's phone number. <laughs> oh yeah, I remember all my old home phone numbers too. Yeah. <laughs> I know, I know, I think I have like about three or four phone numbers riding around in my head, but one of them I know is my direct line at work, which is really, really depressing because now if I'm ever in, an emer- in, in a jam and I need to call one of them, if I call that one, I know no one's going to pick up. <laughs> so, oh, do you know what number? You know what number? I, another number I, I remember? Uh, one eight hundred six two four eighty eight eighty eight. Wait, which one's that? You don't know. Oh, wait, I'm no, Ellen. I'm Ellen Rothenberg. The yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah. One eight hundred six two right. So he's in prison. Calls up to check on the biz, uh, and he's talking to, to Nacho, I guess, uh, and. Uh, he's talking about the the issues that they're having, um, and he wants him to go burn. We don't know until uh, a, a minute or two later. He says, uh, "I got something for you to do." Yeah. Um, so you're going to send Crazy Eight? No, I'll go. Uh, oh, even better. Uh, so we have uh, Jimmy looking at houses uh, with Kim, uh, <laughs> kind of intermixed within this. Um, I I don't know that there's much more within that particular scene before Mike calls. The um, playfulness of yeah. it. I, I yeah, yeah. Lovely. I mean, it's the next, sure. it's the day after their wedding night. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're glowing. Uh, and they're reading, yeah, the, reading houses. Uh, they're, they're reading descriptions the real estate of, listings. Of, I think in Montana. Is it ranches in Montana, which is what he mentioned. I think so. Oh, right, yeah. Mm-hmm. But they could get with cartel money. And then he was like, it's casual, but luxurious. And she goes, oh, I'm casual, but luxurious. <laughs> <laughs> She's so fun. Yeah. She is Have fun banter. I do love these two together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Great chemistry. Great chemistry. Uh, I would be very, very disappointed if neither of them got an Emmy by the time the show has yeah. uh, run its course. Well, we know how the Emmys work, so we can probably say right now that they won't. Um, hey, I hate, hey, I hate, hey. I, I'm sorry. I hate to be that person, but you know, like they, make wrong decisions a lot. I'm just bracing myself for that at this point. Yeah. As much as I devoutly uh, award shows are just marketing tools, uh, Rhea Seahorn really yeah. should win something. Oh, yeah. She's a winner. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Even though it's, it is just a marketing tool. What's, yeah. what's, what's, what's probably going to happen is she's been amazing on this show for five years. She's, you know, whether – She's in next year or not. I'm, you know, who knows? Uh, but she's been amazing on this show. Then she's going to get picked up on this other show, basically, that does not give her the opportunities that she, like, she needs. Mm-hmm. You know, she's not going to give a bad performance. It's more just like she's going to be in, a, like, a very, very narrow role. And for some reason, then the Emmys are going to, like, start celebrating her. Good. Yeah. yeah, they do a make good. And we're just going, like, wait, what? Like, really? Like, okay. Yeah. Uh, this is a – this year in general uh, – is going to be such a weird year when it comes to entertainment oh, yeah. uh, across the board because so many movies are being postponed. So I'm very curious how the F the Oscars are going to work, where I guess they'll just judge it on screeners, uh, which sucks. Uh, yeah. Or they'll just down, you know, put everything to, to on demand, make things limited, available, uh, but or just have very, very short, change their rules so that they have a shortened window uh, for theatrical releases. I don't know. Um, but I'm also curious how television production uh, is going to be impacted since people can't do anything right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Everything is postponed, <coughs> you know, because of the virus. Uh, <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, yeah. We should, we, we should probably timestamp this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is the, uh, 
we're podcasting in the age of Corona right now. Yeah. All right. I think it's great that like a year from now, people are going to look back and listen to this episode and they'll just be like, oh, that's so funny. They were only worried about the virus at the time. (laughs) (laughs) That's adorable. Yeah. I think it's optimistic thinking people can listen to podcasts a year from now. (laughs) Um, Yikes. All right. So looking at dark, we're going dark humor, guys. Mike. Mike calls uh, and Jimmy is lying. Oh, I'm in a tunnel. Whatever it is, I'm not interested. Blah, 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 this blah, blah. This is the lamest <laughs> thing ever. Like, uh, even for Jimmy, basically, this is lame. Yeah. Uh, he's just fucking around and <clears throat> trying to he's, – he's feeling himself, right? Um, and he also is blowing Mike off the way that um, uh, he was blown off. Yes. So there's, there's that, too. He's uh, literally – I was, I was about, I was about to. No, never mind. We're all leaning into. I I was, I was, I was about to say he's literally blowing Mike off, but I don't like how that sounds at all. I don't like how that sounds at all. No, that's figurative. And there's our R rating. So yeah, that that goes into the fudging scene. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. I, I, I thought that was funny and cute, then it became funny and wrong. Not funny at all. So he can't get, uh, he's trying to get Mike off the phone, hangs up. There's a knock at the door, uh, thinks it's Kim. Oh, what'd you forget your kid? Oh, man. It's Mike. Yeah. Oh, for it again. There. Yeah. Uh, so Mike is there uh, and needs him to get Lalo out of jail on bail uh, and hands over everything that he needs to get him out. Uh, and the reason for that is, what was that? The Dave Clark Files. Yeah, the Dave Clark Files. <laughs> which, which was a great album, by the way. Right. <laughs> uh, oh, no, that's Brubeck, isn't it? Um, all right. So, yeah. There's, uh, he gives him, gives him everything. Everything he needs to, to make it happen. The really uh, cool moment, too, where uh, Jimmy says, I forget the exact line, but he says, you know, like, you're aware of, like, what he's done, right? And Mike's like, I'm aware. Yeah. Um, uh-huh. I, I like that. Even at this moment, Jim is still kind of playing the, the, the conscience over Mike's shoulder, basically, or at least trying to. Yeah. And Jimmy thinks that Mike's working mm-hmm. for Lalo, and, uh, and Mike corrects him, saying, I'm working for someone uh, who... Yeah, your client can't know about. Someone, yeah, someone your client cannot know about. Yeah. yeah. And this is kind of um, like butting into Breaking Bad like um, continuity issues, because as far as we know... Um, Saul Goodman never knew that Mike worked for anyone else, certainly anyone else at a higher authority. Mm. Um, so. I thought he did. I thought he sort of knew. I, I, it wasn't in second season. Like he cooked him up with Gus, right? No. He's the, he knows that Mike's the connection to someone bigger, right? I would think he knows that Mike is a connection of some sort, but I don't think he knew that Mike was like, a hired hand for somebody that big. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. I'm not sure. <laughs> I'm not sure. I'll have to rewatch it. Maybe I just the, uh, the, the only answer is to rewatch the entire series. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, alternative, if you're listening and you know for a fact, you can tweet at us at watercooler and let us know how wrong or right we are and name names. I just Please. thought it was that Saul knew that Gus worked for somebody, but they, or that Mike, Mike worked for someone, but never like interacted with Gus. But I, again, I could be wrong. And oh, Sam, put down the dishes. <laughs> put down the dishes. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> uh, more stuff. 
Yeah, so Jimmy busts into this, uh, the opposing <laughs> counsel meeting and is yelling about the, uh, the lawyers uh, hiring private, uh, private eye Dave Clark to train their key witness and kind of walk them through everything. Yeah, we're not going to put up with it. Ah, just yeah. leaves. Yeah. What the hell? Like, oh, that? we don't know what you're talking about. Oh, yeah. Okay, sure. I'd love to see you play that act in front of Judge Roberts. Or <laughs> Judge, uh, like Judge Reinhold. Those things. Yeah. Uh, I guess I'll call the librarian. <laughs> <laughs> see what's up. Uh, yeah, so they don't know anything. Uh, Lalo is showing no remorse in that courtroom because uh, Jimmy is like, uh, you know, try to look a little upset or scared. Uh, do, do what you can do. Um, don't, don't look so cool. And he was yeah. like, I can do that. Like, and he said it the coolest way yes. I've ever said it. Like, yeah. His mustache said that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like a cucumber. So cool. Yeah, that mustache would not shut up. <laughs> uh, yeah, so we see this family, uh, uh, Lalo's family, not his family, but his family. Uh, family. His hired family. There's a word that makes it uh, more apparent what I'm trying to say. Um, his hired family. And he uh, kind of gives them this this wave like, hey, how's it going? What's up, fam? <laughs> How we doing? Uh, and then Jimmy looks over uh, and sees the family of, was it Fred? Fred, Fred Whalen? Yep. Uh, and Lalo asks, uh, who's that family? Uh, that's That's his family. Whose family? The guy, Fred, the, the person you killed from the travel wire. Yeah. Uh, and this was just all of the day's work for him, where he's like, I don't remember that. But, uh, uh, right, 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 right. Was that a thing? I don't know. So many people. I yeah, can't yeah. track all of them. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, <laughs> look, you're going to have to tell me the hour that yeah, I killed yeah. him, not just the day. Yeah. And this is okay. a, this is a, uh, this is a, I think, a pivotal scene for Jimmy in the life of Saul Goodman. Mm. Um, But it's also just like a crushing kind of moment for me as a viewer, like seeing that family so clearly torn up about this and knowing what's likely going to happen here. Uh, And this person is going to escape justice for killing poor Fred. Yeah. Poor Fred, just doing his job. Uh, And it's uh, it's Jimmy's doing uh, in this case. Jimmy's yeah. doing full Saul lawyer shtick to really effectively um, pull on the moves for his immoral client. Yeah, mm-hmm. and this is big. This is this is really this is big time stuff for for Saul. Um, I mean, he's done some some bad shit, but here he is getting a guy who was like a, from the drug cartel who has murdered people yeah. uh, among many other. And murdered things. just a completely innocent person. Yeah. It's not mm-hmm. like the women from last week or like their sex workers not hurting anybody or even like the, you know, those, those other schlubs that they're like, they're doing drugs and they're being idiots. But like yeah. this was, he killed someone who had nothing to do with anything, mm-hmm. which is completely mm-hmm. innocent. And he's getting him out. Yeah. That's but the flip side of it, if you want to look at it from this angle, is that he's doing the job of a defense lawyer who it's to give his client the best defense he can. And no. he was arrested based on coerced testimony, mm-hmm. or based on implanted, yeah. a planted memory from this third, mysterious third-party private investigator. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, every, <laughs> he's not wrong in that he should be like he definitely obviously we know that he killed the guy. Yeah. But also this legal thing uh, isn't correct. Yeah. Sure. But also I'm sorry, Sean, go ahead. Well, there's still but there's still the extra Jimmy sprinkle on top. Uh, mm. Jimmy's opponents of um, uh, the fake family. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> that's the that's the thing that uh, um, Jimmy's always been used to coloring outside the lines, mm. but not uh, for such an immoral purpose. Yeah, because yeah. right. that was an outright lie. That wasn't yeah. the Dave Clark misinformation. Yeah, this was they hired people to sit in the back and pretend to be his family, and that's not mm-hmm. real. And he's yeah. not Jorge Guzman. Jorge de Guzman. He's not even the name he says. <laughs> right. Yeah. What's the deal with that? He just gave a fake name. Yeah, he, he gave he a fake a, name that he had in his pocket, ready to go. Yeah, okay. it was an identity that oh, he already had. Gotcha. Because yeah. Jimmy not asked earlier, anyway. yeah, if if is is this real? Like, is this, is this gonna fall yeah, is this strong enough? And he's like, yeah, it's fine. Yeah. Uh, so there is the there's definitely the defense lawyer thing, as Brian was talking about, where he's just doing his job, uh, and there was some wrongdoing on the part of the uh, prosecution, but also he got the information from the person who set everything up in the first place. Yeah. Yes. Uh, so there, anyway, you slice this. Jimmy is making a big leap in this particular mm-hmm. instance mm-hmm. Uh, to that Saul side, to the Saul side. Mm-hmm. And, and not only that, but I think that, you know, whatever, and I, I'm sure the exact same emotional tug of war is going on in Jimmy's head right now. But at the end of the day, what he's doing is he's trying to justify the ultimate end goal of being a friend of the cartel mm-hmm. and the amount of money that brings in, which is probably not what you would want from a straight and narrow defense attorney, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Uh, so one, one, one thing too, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah, um, I really enjoyed to the, um, and I just thought of it, the uh, kind of parallels between uh, him, between Jimmy and Kim in this moment, because in both scenes or in both plots, uh, basically the, the lawyer is telling their client, you know, you should be listening to me. You know, you should do this when I tell you, or at the very least, you should be taking my opinion. That, that's, that's what Kim is doing, and Kevin accepts it. That's what <laughs> Jimmy is doing, uh, or Saul is doing, and Lalo is basically just like, no, we're going to do this. Yeah. You know, he's being completely, completely marginalized within his own operation here. That's so Lalo. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, Lalo is not a good person. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, the lawyers label him a flight risk, uh, as previously discussed. It pans out. Uh, Jimmy argues that the witness is the only person tying him to the scene, uh, and she's been manipulated. Uh, this is this is bogus. Uh, we got our fake family there that are called up, and the the prosecution's like, "What? What are you talking about? Who are these people?" Uh, and we have this uh, prosecution is like, can, "Can we get a sidebar?" Goes up uh, and quick argument with the judge doesn't go in their favor. He sides with uh, the defense, and though the severity of the charges, uh, he gives a seven million dollar bail and jimmy is all oh yeah i'm sorry sorry about that it's, ooh, ooh. yeah sure. we we gave it the old college try uh and oh, i could do that that's fine 
But I'm going to need you to pick it up. Oh, that's it? Seven million? Yeah. 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 I'm going to need you to pick it up. I'll call you. Like, this is just that, even that, just that one line where it's like, I'll call you. Like, dude, you were in prison. Yeah. <laughs> and this is just like him leaving a, a lunch meeting. Yeah. <laughs> kind of bogus. Uh, yeah. So I can do that. I'm going to need you to pick it up. I'll call you. We go to the hallway with, uh, with Jimmy and uh, he sees the lawyer of the family, the lawyer talking to the family of Fred Whalen. And we have that shot. Yeah. That, that mm-hmm. Smeagol, mm-hmm. Smeagol and Gollum. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So good. Yeah. Salmi or Jal. I don't know what the combination of Jimmy is. <laughs> <laughs> uh, kind of watching this and feeling, feeling, having feelings. Feeling some kind of way. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely and and then he gets pulled out of that by Howard. Uh, so he's kind of in his feelings about this. And then someone who's who's consistently pushed him to the edge uh, and has been a source of revenge uh, and pulled out some of his more dark tendencies uh, throughout this series pulls him out of those feelings at that like that exact moment. And uh, then they have it out. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have it out. Uh, Howard asks about the job. Uh, like, just let it go. <laughs> just stop asking about the job. He's not going to take it. Uh, but this time, though, it's he's leading. He's leading. Uh, he knows about the bowling balls. He knows about the uh, sex workers coming to the uh, to the restaurant. Um, yeah, I, I feel like he suspects. He suspects very strongly. He doesn't know definitively, but it doesn't matter at this point. He's just. But a it seems on brand. I yes, feel like I think he knows yeah. that. And, and I feel like it's also something that, especially with the sex workers, that was something that he could probably find out that information. Yeah, like that's he true. Find out who they were and then go, oh, they were in, they, they were represented by him an hour earlier. Yeah. Like, I think he can put that together. Yeah. But I also feel like it wasn't like Howard wasn't really necessarily coming at him. He was just kind of like, a little bit accusatory, but he even like I I genuinely believed Howard when he said, "I'm sorry that you're in pain, Jimmy." Yeah, that, like yeah. I, I I did genuinely think that he's going. Look, your brother died, and you don't know how to handle it, and this is how you're handling it. Yeah, that is the actual trigger point for Jimmy yeah. to go ballistic. Yeah, because yeah. that's where Jimmy finally lets up his politeness yeah. by saying, "Like I'm in pain. You killed my brother." Uh, that's where he throws that accusation out there. Yeah. And yeah. yeah. And, 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 and Howard doesn't even dignify that with a response at this point. I, I, I think he's done. I mean, that, that's when he starts walking away mm-hmm. and let's Jimmy kind of give the full, the, the full Jimmy there. Yeah. yeah. yeah and uh, he is yelling. Uh, and he, he's, he's so he's like a combination of uh, Denzel Washington in Training Day, uh, <laughs> Howard Beale in Network, like yeah. all of these different things. Do you know who I am? Do you know who I am? You are nothing. Yeah, I am a golden god. I eat pieces <laughs> of shit like you for breakfast. You can't conceive what I'm capable of. <laughs> yeah, and is, is, is yeah. this his? Is this is this uh, Saul's? Is this his "I am the danger" moment, or is, is yeah. this his? Yeah, yeah. I am the one who knocks. I am the one who knocks. knocks. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And the first time that uh, Jimmy and Howard were in a scene together, Jimmy was quoting the Howard Beale from that. That's a yeah, good yeah, point. Yeah. Yes. Yep. Mm. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and then he 
walks off. Jimmy's left there. Uh, the other thing I was kind of impressed by is how quickly people were interested in what was happening and how quickly they became disinterested in what was happening. Mm-hmm. Uh, as far as like, because this, I assume that there's a bunch of situations like that and yelling courtrooms um, that, that kind of goes on. Um, so it was just as long fun. as there's no glitter, no bubble, <laughs> <laughs> no litter. I yeah. think it's also because it wasn't no rice. like, like yeah. Howard just let him do it and was like, I'm walking away. I, yeah. I'm not participating in this. And I think that's why everybody just like, this is just a one guy losing his shit. This isn't an argument. This isn't some sort of confrontation. It's just one guy losing his shit while another guy walks away. Yeah. So I think that's why people I just think, lost interest immediately. I think the thing that really sent Jimmy over the edge though, was uh, as he was leaving and turned around and did a goodbye namaste bow, uh, <laughs> which really Jimmy was just like, all right, fuck this. <laughs> it's <laughs> over. Uh, that yeah, I've witnessed people have freakouts like in stores like this before, like get into an argument. Mm-hmm. Um, and then like I saw it happen in, I was in a movie theater and a guy was having an argument with his girlfriend about like, he didn't want to go see the movie that they were going to see. <laughs> and he was yelling at her like, what are you paid for? Blah, blah. But oh, no, right. no, I'm not the one that's it. I'm not the one that's getting out of hand. You're getting out of hand. <laughs> and, uh, and like everyone was looking at it until it stopped. And then everyone averted their eyes. Yeah. <laughs> which is, I think what is happening in the, in the court hallway. They didn't, uh, di- they weren't disinterested. Everyone didn't want to make eye contact. With sure. That sure. Yeah. I don't want to see geo storm. Um, and they were just taken forever at the popcorn stands (laughs) uh yes so that is the that was technically the end of the the episode uh for us it's the end of uh that that storyline any any thoughts any anything that's kind of stands out to you that that wasn't mentioned uh or that you thought of as we were talking about it I'm really worried for Howard at this point because I feel like, I mean, I I feel like we've really come a long way in our appreciation of Howard in the past five years. And I feel like last year uh, he was kind of, he was kind of at low tide emotionally uh, post uh, post Chuck's death. And then in the last couple episodes, he was kind of rebuilding and he was talking about how things were better than ever at the firm and things like that. I feel like this is just going to completely knock the wind out of him like emotionally i think and i'm 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 really worried about what's 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 going to happen to howard and his future and and the firm and all that stuff basically and, and it's just going to be because of the fact that jimmy kind of you know pried open this this this, this, this scab basically that, that 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 howard was trying to heal i think yeah i i feel like it's almost sort of the op- like I feel more worried about Jimmy because this is the first time we've seen him really lose his shit about Chuck I feel like because that's mm. what I feel like this mm. is about and uh, I, he has never really emoted about his Chuck's death and I think in his mind he he knows he's kind of reason that Chuck killed himself because he was the one who set off the insurance thing which is why Howard fired him so he kind of killed Chuck in a way. Yeah. So I, I'm more worried about it that way because I feel like Jimmy is is tr- been trying to shove all this down, and then this was the explosion of it, and it's there's more to come. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Wanna? Yeah. And I mean, and especially too, like I know that Jimmy has complicated feelings about his brother, but like I don't think he believes it when he says 
you killed my brother. I don't, I don't think he really believes that. Yeah, and that was, I, that was a cat taking a swipe. It was taking a swipe at him. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And, and, and I think, you know, I, I think, you know, kind of zeroing in on his resentment for Howard in the past couple of episodes, it's kind of like he sees the entire legal profession as nothing but a bunch of chucks. Mm-hmm. Um, and, 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 and yeah, and, and I was also really struck by the moment that this happens just emotionally when he's at a very, very low place, basically that Howard not meaning anything by it, basically Howard just kind of wants closure on this weird little, you know, uh, you know, weird little past couple weeks that they've had basically where he, and especially where he knows that Jimmy's kind of picking on him here. And because Howard is just kind of so honest and so forthright and accepting of, uh, of everything that Jimmy's feeling, that's when Jimmy really lashes out. When you combine that with the sort of weird kind of, you know, like friendly but still emasculating kind of thing that just happened in the courtroom and just he just lashes out and he exerts his power, you know, whatever he has of it in this really, really weird and tactile way. And at the same time, he's burning so many bridges that just it... it, it, it Mike was absolutely right when he talked about like how pivotal you know this whole like last 10 minutes of the episode is for jimmy uh, i i think going forward for saul um and kind of solidifying his persona basically and and, and i i think it's really interesting that you know there, there's a line later on in somebody else's uh story that i think is is, is really really endemic to jimmy's as well where i mean i'll, I'll just spoil it right now basically because it's a mic line where he says i just started playing the hand that i was dealt i think it's very very and i i feel like both of them are very along very similar lines that basically jimmy is you know what like this is this is the hand that i've been dealt and i'm gonna play it i'm gonna play it to the max yeah and I'm even do if what I, I gotta do uh, yeah no matter how hurtful it gets because this is my hand and i just that's so heartbreaking and really yeah, yeah. any other thoughts then we shall move on uh, to Gus. Gus is at a meeting of a whole bunch of franchises. I guess that Madrigal has their hands in, right? Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's, there's various... You see this a little bit in Breaking Bad. Not a lot. But the guy who's running the Madrigal meeting is in Breaking Bad. Uh, Air... Schuler. Peter Schuler. Peter Schuler. Air Schuler. <laughs> Uh, so, yeah, it's a meeting of franchises under the magical banner. Uh, and business is, uh, business is good, seemingly for everybody. Uh, and I remember, uh, as far as uh, Pollo Hermanos goes, uh, business was up something like 8 9%. Uh, comparably, uh, the other, their comparable uh, restaurants are only up about 4%. So mm-hmm. things, are, things are going pretty well for uh, the brothers Pollos. You might say business is booming. Yeah, and it does. Pwned. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh, uh-huh. Spoiler alert. <laughs> <laughs> the Whisker Stays uh, is really uh, having a big boom uh, with their avocado, avocado mania. mania. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we got our we got our spice curls. The and then yeah, the he spice introduces curls. the spice curls. Mm. Delicious. We saw a lot of names. My favorite of the names, uh, by the way, was Luftwaffle. Yes. Luftwaffle. The rest were, yeah, all right. Uh, the mm-hmm. waffle, I love. Yeah, and I wrote yeah. down avocado mania, but I also uh, like that the guy, the main guy, what is his name again? Peter what? Peter Schuler. Uh, we see him in a very similar shot to Breaking Bad, where he's dipping the little spice yeah. crawl, mm-hmm. and that's how we saw him in Breaking Bad. He was trying different nugget flavors, one of them being French, and then he yeah. goes and kills himself in the bathroom. <laughs> 
<laughs> oh, that's right. But, yeah, uh, it was yeah. that bad. It was that bad. You just don't mix French and ranch dressing. French. All dip. Yeah. Yeah. Spice curls. The curly fry with the southwestern kick. Yeah. I would love to try. That, I, I was about to say, does anybody really want some spice curls now? Oh, God, oh, yeah. me too. Uh, there was one one thing I saw, which I'll, I'll just say, was Burgermatic. Uh, Burgermatic. Burgermatic was one of the franchises. Mm-hmm. Um, Which I imagine they build it on a thing like dun, 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 yeah. <laughs> all the uh, pieces of the burger get piled yeah. up and then brought to you. Burgermatic was apparently uh, Vince Gilligan did a movie called Home Fries. Oh yeah, I remember this movie. Yeah, and Burgermatic plays a part in that movie. Oh, I think it was it, called Burgermatic. It was Burger something. That's the um, the fast food place that the Drew Barrymore character works for, right? In that movie, sure. Yes. Okay. All right. Yeah. <laughs> that yeah. wasn't very convincing. It was. This <laughs> sure. was totally a movie that came out in 1998. I remember this movie. Uh, yeah. So there's just a quick little Easter egg for the uh, the Gilligan heads out there. Uh, they would have caught it. All right. Uh, so after uh, that, uh, the bellhop is going over all of the room amenities, which of which there are plenty. Yeah, heated floors in the bathroom. Yeah, Uh, and talking about the attractions, which I think with the attraction was a rodeo, right? Yeah, Mm -hmm. just a rodeo. Uh, Did we get? I I feel like I missed it. Where 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 are we exactly? Do we know? We're in Texas. They're in Houston. Yeah, Houston. Okay, they're 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 in Houston. Okay, all right. Okay, we just saw the Longhorn Mm -hmm. and the Do Not Disturb signs. Okay, yeah, and the Uh, rodeo. Houston, it's in town. So the bellhop leaves and as the door's about to close uh gus grabs it like he's about to break into the hallway and then puts the uh, do not disturb sign mm. uh on the door uh gus also apparently tips decently given by the bellboy's reaction he was uh, very i did like the bellboy going and that is all. That's why I, I don't think I could ever be a bellboy, a bell person, um, because I wouldn't want to have to deal with that awkwardness that oh, yeah. I just left that standing yeah. and waiting. I might have handed them money and be like, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, I would just give them my Venmo at my car back <laughs> and leave. <laughs> I'm out of there. Um, I don't deal with cash. Not in the age of Corona. Come on. <laughs> no, no, no. Mm. All right. Uh, so the adjoining suite, which this, I, I have not seen hotels set up this way. Uh, I'm yeah. sure that they're, they exist as they do here. Uh, but it just reminded me of like in college, a college suite where you share a bathroom. Uh, <laughs> what? That's, Don't that's you what remember the movie Rookie of the Year? This didn't share a bathroom. It was just a, an adjoining yeah. room. It's an adjoining room. Yeah. Uh, rookie of the Year when uh, What's-His-Face gets stuck between the two doors. No. Schitt's no Creek, one? how they have doors in between. Mm-hmm. <laughs> have, you not watched mm-hmm. Creek? have you never been to a hotel? I, I love yeah, Schitt's Creek. When your parents are in one room and you're in the next room and you go oh, to yeah. the door. Like, yeah. Adjoining yeah. doors? You've never heard of adjoining doors. Okay, let's yeah. everybody calm down. Put them down. Just say monkey butt loving. Put down the gravy bone. 
Uh, no, th- th- this is very common because I feel like I-, I feel like every time I've been on business trips lately, basically, I always get the the hotel that has the room with the adjoining doors, and I'm always tempted to just be like, "Ooh, I wonder what's on the other side." And then I like always not. I don't even try it because I'm just like, "Oh no, what if it works?" And then I just yeah. open the door, and then there's just a guy there who's just kind of looking at me. I'm just like, <laughs> when, story, when he knocked, story. I went, I would be so freaked out if yeah. that happened to me. Like if yeah. anyone knocked on the adjoining door, I'd be like, no, like I'd check out. I didn't think it was going to work. Sorry. <laughs> All right. Uh, so Lydia is in that suite with Peter, uh, mm-hmm. and uh, – they're discussing the business of, of things. Hey, guess who's here? Uh, and it's Gus Fring. Uh, so Lydia is talking about shanks and shivs because uh, th- he wants to, this guy is financing the dig, financing the, the lab that they're, the lab, that they're, yeah. That they're lab. yeah. And it's been something like, I'm not sure of the conversion rate, but it's probably somewhere in the area of five, five and a half million dollars. Uh, American, but it was like four, eight uh, euros. Euros, yeah. Uh, and I'm probably way off. I should have just said the euros. Um, but the concern is Lalo. Uh, the concern is how much money has been pumped into this with delay. First, it's a year. Then it's two years. Then it's three years. And now I thought he was done, but he's he's still causing problems from prison. And Lydia's is like. I, you know, Lydia's seen like The Wire, Oz. Uh, I also, I, but I was like on board where I'm like, yeah. and then they're like, no, it'll, it'll come back to me. I'm like, just get a white supremacist to do it. I, yeah. It's not out of the ordinary. <laughs> yeah. Happens all the time. Come on. As a matter of it's fact, like, there are, there are two or three other people that I need killed and we <laughs> could do a whole thing where we orchestrate them to happen around the same time. Yeah. Thank you. Mm-hmm. All at the same time, you know. Do you, um, you know, this is a this is probably the most extensively we've seen Lily, Lydia. Aside, no, it's not true. Actually, she she popped in a couple times, basically. And, um, but I, you know, she obviously she was big in Breaking Bad in the last season, and uh, obviously we were never recording a show back then. So I just, you know, whenever Lydia has a scene, whether it's in the Breaking Bad episodes or even these episodes, it always reminds me a lot. Uh, if you guys have ever seen the movie Michael Clayton. Yeah, um, yeah back, where yeah. where the Tilda Swinton character basically she wants to uh, you know uh, uh, she she basically she wants to hire a hitman to take out um, what's his name uh, I cannot remember the character actor's name basically but and it's the most awkward conversation ever because she's very much just like I don't really know how this works but uh do i say this and then you and then you say and then you understand your mission and you it, it, it's like that kind of like really drawn out like almost comical kind of moment of basically yeah. just like where he has to kind of talk her through just like look you asked me to do this and then that's what i do you know like and it, it's it's very fun like i i lydia is like a very very like kind of very mildly but still very funny character because she's very mm-hmm. much just like look i like the business side of these these things i don't like thinking about the other side oh i have to think about the other side that doesn't this now i have to do your job too yeah, yeah. <laughs> what is uh lydia's coloring she's usually just kind of i think she's very neutral she's she's just black i think and she 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 always wears louis vuitton shoes so with the red bottom the red bottom not louis vuitton Louboutin. Louboutin. I don't know how to. I don't it's own a different, them. It's a different company altogether. I don't own the shoes. <laughs> the ones with the red tipping, bottoms. You're, you're tipping your the ones with the red bottoms. She wears those. Louis bags. They're expensive. 
All right. Uh, so yeah, if we take him out on American soil, oh, no. it it would mean it would mean war. Uh, so we need to do something else. Yes, they could have worked. Uh, yeah, and Peter is freaking out. Peter starts breaking dishes. Yeah, uh, put down the gravy bone, Peter. He looked like he looked like he was in like a, like a fainting couch too. Like, when he yeah. came in, like I couldn't possibly lift my head. Well, look who's here! It's Gus. Oh, oh, I can't eat. I don't know what to do. It seemed like halftime at a basketball game. He was like toweling off. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, he yeah, he's freaking out, and Gus is calming him down. Hey, do you remember wherever the hell he said? Yeah. Uh, Santiago, which is yeah. Chile. Chile, yeah. You remember, I feel yeah, like you that's Chile? a very important uh, key moment, actually, because that ta- that places him in Chile, where Gus is from. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. That's not a throwaway line. Yeah, yeah. Uh, or yeah. shadow. What was that? Yeah, foreshadow. For Just foreshadow. Yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. Uh, do you remember? Do you remember how we did this? Do you remember how we did that? Uh, I know that you will do what it takes. You will do whatever is necessary. So what's he going to do? You're still that man. Yeah. What's he going to do? What's Nacho going to do? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, which brings us to Nacho. Oh, well, before we do, I, there, there's, there's, there's one extra scene where just uh, Lydia also the, the rodeo comes back because Lydia, Lydia yeah. basically yeah. just said tomorrow we're going to go see the cowboy. So, so I guess the bellboy, he, they had the sound, same bellboy, I guess. So. Yeah. Right. yeah. That, was, that scene felt very odd to me because it didn't really go anywhere. It, it's, and it's a very rare moment for this show, but it, it, was, it was one of the few times where I've ever watched a scene go like, I don't know what this scene is doing. Yeah. yeah. And I watch, we watched it the first time. And then, like at first, I'm going, "Oh, or is, is it, Gus isn't poisoning him?" But it seems like it could be, like just mm-hmm. the way it was happening, because he's like sitting there watching the champagne. Well, and- he's kind of in his own world at that point. Because yeah. she had when she gives him the champagne, he kind of snaps out of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Gus, yeah. Um, so maybe he's thinking back to that Peter in in Santiago, Chile. Or he's thinking of what he has to do. Or, yeah, later. Yeah. But it was yeah. just, it, it just felt like a weird the way it was shot felt purposeful, but I can't figure out what that purpose was. And mm-hmm. that was like, I don't know, there was it was weird. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, because this does come after the Mike Nacho scene. So yeah. Gus does yeah. know what's about to happen. That's true. Yeah. And he does not tell them what he's about to do. Yeah. Uh, mm. So we go to uh, Nacho and Mike are, are talking. Nacho wants to be done. Uh, and what he's wondering if Mike can make that happen. Uh, and he says that it has, it's like a, it's a twofer. If I go, my dad has to go because if he doesn't go, then they're just going to go after my dad. Yeah. Um, and can you make that happen? Uh, and uh, he lets him know that Nacho was put in charge. Uh, he lets Mike know that he was he's now in charge while Lalo is is there, and he wants him to burn down the Poyos, to which Mike replies, well, then he's not out of the picture, is he? Um, and then just <laughs> I gotta go take door. care of some yeah. stuff. Son of a bitch. He starts breaking dishes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So then he, uh, or Nacho and Gus arrive at the Poyos, and uh, <laughs> you see Nacho, who is destroying everything yeah 
taking knives. Dishes. Yeah, he's smashing yeah. dishes, uh, take, toppling over tables, soda machines, uh, cutting up the... If you're going to blow it up anyway, why are you doing all this? He's uh, got to make it look real. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I think, well, I mean, it depends on what their cover story is going to be. I'm guessing that, you know, someone broke in and, you know, trashed the place and then accidentally started a grease fire. I don't know that accidentally would ever be part of that conversation. <laughs> yeah, yeah fire marshal's no, just going to come yeah. in and be like, okay, looks like what happened here is somebody got a big pan, put it over, put a <laughs> chicken on top, and the chicken, said chicken, slid into the fryer, um, and there you have your kaboom. With a gas leak. Um, with a gas leak. Yes. Yeah. All right. Uh, so, so, so Nacho doing that made it distinctly look when the inve- fire investigators check it out, it's definitely arson and not an accident. Yeah. Somebody broke yeah. in, destroyed a bunch of shit because they're yeah. going to still see that that stuff will still be there. Yeah. It was a purposeful uh, destruction. Yeah. But it was, I, I did enjoy just the kind of, the two different sides where Nacho is just, it's just chaos. And then Gus is setting up this perfectly planned. It's a little Rube Goldberg machine. Um, yeah. So he, yeah, he sets up that uh, chicken to um, go right in and uh, walks out. Well, he sends, he sends Nacho away first. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and this and whole scene was scored to Uma Sumac's uh, Chuncho, which I feel like was the perfect song to, yeah. I don't know, I don't know who's picking their music, but geez Louise, the music director of the show, always <laughs> picks a winner. And I, I thought that the scene of him walking away and then the explosion happening right behind him was very much <laughs> like the, the Salamancas in, yeah. when they blew up that mm-hmm. truck in Breaking Bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah, kaboom. Poyos, um, there we have it. You might say businesses, but wait, no, no, no. You already did that. I already did that earlier. You already burned <laughs> that one. <laughs> Literally blew him off. Yeah. Uh, so there was one other uh, one other scene that we didn't uh, bring up that was, um, well, we, we, we touched on it. That was Mike reading to Kaylee uh, mm-hmm. from The Little Prince. Uh, Stacy and Mike are talking about Maddie. Uh, and Mike does seem better. He does seem like he's in better, uh, better spirits. Um, he's not freaking out. He's not breaking any dishes as he's washing nope. them. Mm-hmm. No. Uh, mm. He's drying them instead. Drying mm-hmm. them, yeah. Uh, and he seems okay. He's doing all right. Uh, and, oh. yeah. yeah. I think it's learned helplessness. He's just like, there's no way I'm getting out of this. I just have yeah. to. I might as well just do what I got to do. Yeah. 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 Leans into it. Uh, decided to play the cards. I was dope. But I also, the, the, the piece of the little prince he was reading was about like the little prince being so worried about protecting his flower. And I thought that that was, I don't know, like him protecting his family mm-hmm. by doing these awful things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In mm-hmm. A way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Kaylee is spelt differently. Yeah. We finally, I don't think anybody, it was over. I don't think any of us saw that the the way they're spelling Kaylee to be the way we envision. I think it's K A Y L E E. It was above the bed. Uh, I was surprised by that. Yeah. I imagine mm. we're all as surprised. They um, spell it how it sounds. Marbach, uh, Mike Marby, uh, you may not have noticed because you clearly spelled it a different way in all the notes. In the notes that we are looking at right now. Yeah, but it was definitely <laughs> above her bed. He's going to break K A Y L E E. 
Uh, another interesting little point is that the little prince he's reading to her is one of the books he bought yeah. at the library. Uh, yeah. Oh, interesting. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For 25 cents? Yeah. 25 cents. Yeah. That's a good deal. deal. Yeah, hell of a deal. It's a good deal. Hmm? He brought eight that day, didn't he? Yeah. He bought $2 worth of books. <laughs> yeah. And since the, uh, the testimony was dashed, basically, with everything that happened, it's good that he got something out of that day. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because otherwise, it would have been nothing. Just a wasted day. All otherwise. Yeah. not. Hmm? Yeah. Uh, any other uh, stray thoughts, uh, things that pop up throughout the episode you didn't mention, things you liked? Uh, we didn't mention Jimmy's blackout scene where he's looking at the family and kind of just mulling the, the ginger-headed uh, family of Fred Whalen, whose hair, by the way, all looked like the weirdest shade of orange I've ever seen <laughs> on somebody's head. Uh, and then he kind of is like mulling it over, mulling it over, and then snaps to standing on his feet uh, in the middle of his um, defense. defense. Yeah. Mm. yeah. That was like the, the starkest transition from Jimmy to Saul. Yeah. yeah. Really that stand up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I, I like how it I like how it signifies that like the uh the the the, the switches between polarities on Jimmy slash Saul's, you know, like personalities basically, it's almost like they're almost automatic. He's on autopilot and he's not mm-hmm. he's not even thinking about the way he's dashing back and forth anymore between the two personas. He just is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Uh, well, then uh, we will go around with uh, winners and losers. Uh, I will say, just a couple to tighten this up a little bit this time, uh, one winner, one loser. Uh, and then if you have any subs, sub winners, sub losers, you can follow up after uh, just so we're not uh, uh, stealing anybody's, anybody's thunders. Uh, so let's just do winners, winners first. Um, anybody can go. Uh, Lalo is my winner this week. He uh, yeah got what he was looking for, and uh, business as usual for Lalo. Yeah, that checks out. Mm. Yeah. I'll piggyback off of that. I think the guy who slid Lalo the cell phone uh, did a really good job. So he's my winner. Ooh. Yeah, he probably got yeah. a decent, uh, bundle of bills in his pocket. Yeah, <laughs> I think uh, Huel's my winner. Uh, he got yeah. to see a great wedding. Yeah. You know, yeah. take some pictures. He had fun. <laughs> yeah. Uh yeah, I'm 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 gonna go with Lalo, basically. Just big winner all around here. Yep. Uh I'm gonna go with uh Lalo's bunkmate. <laughs> no one's gonna bother that room. Oh no. Yeah, that's a good point. You know? mm-hmm. Uh and if Lalo wants quiet, they're gonna it's gonna be quiet. So I mean as far as roommates go, you keep to yourself. You 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 obey those little wave offs that he gives. Uh, I think that roommate's got a pretty good situation on his hands. Yeah, yeah. Unless Lalo doesn't like roommates. Then yeah. Gotta, then it's a problem. Then uh, it's the opposite. Then he's the loser. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Speaking of losers, who are your losers? My loser's going to be the prosecutor. She really got steamrolled. Yeah. Uh, she yeah. didn't yeah. see yeah. any of this coming. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ryan mm-hmm. got some good winners and losers out of the gate. What else? Yeah, go first, guys. <laughs> uh, my loser would be everybody who works at that Los Polios Hermanos because yeah. they are. I mean, I don't know what's going to happen there. Or Lyle. 
Poor Lyle. Yeah. All he wanted was, you know, to. That's not, that's Lyle. Lyle. No, that's not Lyle's location. It's not Lyle's location? Yeah. No. All right. Lyle works in the same location as Gus Springs regular yeah, That's the Albuquerque location. Uh, okay. Mm. All right. He's not going to blow okay. up his own office. Yeah. Okay. okay. It's probably an underperforming store. <laughs> so they just said, so Lalo's instructions were blow up a Pollo Hermanos? Not the Pollos Hermanos. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so he picked his, fa- his least favorite Pollos Hermanos and yeah. blew that up. Yeah, one where he was looking at the books, exactly, and was like, oh, we're probably going to close this one in a year anyway. It's going to be a Pizza Hut or something. Yeah. Um, so let's just blow this shit to hell. The general manager's been a real piece of work. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, other losers? Uh, I think the uh, Fred's family. My yeah. God. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'll go with uh, the chicken. That's my- yeah. Oh, Yeah. You spend all your life uh, thinking that you could provide meaning out there. Maybe, mm-hmm. uh, maybe you think, well, someone will eat me at least. And, yeah. You know, mm-hmm. bomb. yeah. Just the cause of arson. What a shame. Yeah. yeah. Somewhere that chicken is looking down and going like, really? Really? <laughs> that? Yeah. Uh, for me, I'm going with Kim uh, because yeah. she has now legally tied herself to <sighs> this sinking ship. Oh, it's going to get bad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's the chicken. Jimmy's the green. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's so true. Uh, okay. Uh, does anybody have anything uh, that they want to plug anything online since uh, real life doesn't happen outside of homes right now? As far uh, as creative stuff goes, I mean, not really. No, no. Nope. Okay. I am taking, I'm still taking commissions. Uh, any artists that are out of work, uh, I will gladly pay you your uh, appropriate wage. Uh, <laughs> your weight and gold. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'll take whatever kind of art you make. Uh, if you can make it fastball pitcher Bob Gutierrez themed, I will pay you for it. Uh, so hit me up on some sort of social media at the Brian Craig and uh, we'll make art together. Yeah. Uh, Brian, why don't you send me a link to a photo and I will include that in the episode link so people can get an idea of what Bob Gutierrez sure. fastball Bob looks like. Sure, sure, sure. Um, cool. And this is Mike. You can follow me on all the things at Mike Marback. Uh, and you can go to watercooler.com for this podcast and all the other ones that we do, including eavesdropping, a killing Eve podcast, which we're going to do something uh, like we were talking about with the final episode of uh, Better Call Saul. We're going to do some live episodes uh, this this year, including the premiere episode uh thank you michael thank you brian thank you sam and thank you special guest sean keegan landis and thank you all for listening uh we'll see you next time bye